This is How Was Your Weekend with Wendy and Brian. Look for updates at facebook.com slash weekendpodcast or h-o-w-w dot a-s slash weekend. While you're there, please subscribe. There are links for iTunes, Android, and more. Hey, Wendy, how was your weekend? <laughs> hey, Brian, how was yours? Uh, pretty good. Pretty good. I'm, but, gla- I'm glad to be here with you. I know. Last week we had to, we kind of had to, we did a pre-recording from before because you were on a big trip. And it was awesome talking to Heather. That was so great. It was. It was. It was super interesting. There were several little gems in that episode that I think people would find entertaining if they haven't listened to it already. I may ask uh, Heather if she would be interested in being your your uh, designated backup or my designated backup for that matter. Ah, so you're already dumping me. I see how no, this goes. No, no, no. <laughs> but if uh, you're not here, if I'm not here, maybe uh, the two of you, as long as you're set up to record, maybe the two of you can do that. That's right. That's right. It's always good to have a backup plan. Yeah. And so, you said before, you've, you said before, hey, let's get Heather. And I'm like, I haven't asked Heather if she would mind doing it. But <laughs> had a nice little talk with Heather after last week, and I don't think she would mind at all. I don't think she would either. <laughs> um, so tell me a little bit before we get started on this week's topic and everything. Tell me a little bit about uh, your trip. Oh, I, I just went to a nerd convention. It's one I've gone to before. Transformers, uh, was, right? Yeah, yeah, it was in a different place this time. Um, this time it was in D.C. This one tends to alternate locations. Okay. And uh, the drive to D.C. is easy, uh, much better than Chicago and Dallas and other places I've been before. Oh, of course. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it was nice. It was a nice area. I got a chance to see a lot of people to hang out. I was on one panel. I would have been on two had I, um, had I uh, actually stayed a little longer. But we got there late. We left early um, <laughs> the night before. Uh, the night before that we uh, were, were going to go, um, Kim's brand new car uh, had an error that popped up on the screen. It said, multiple possible errors have occurred, yada, yada, yada. Oh, God. Yeah, we called the, uh, we called the, you can actually just press a button on the phone to call. Like for OnStar? Yeah. And like, yeah, um, they're booked up for tomorrow and the day after and the day after that. <laughs> so like, they're like, yeah, you should leave the car anyway. So we left it. We called the next morning, said, hey. We're supposed to already be on a trip right now. Can you at least check this out? <laughs> and uh, yeah, um, they they actually checked it out within a couple hours, which was really great of them. And they even remember we were on vacation. They're like, hey, have a safe trip. Oh, nice. While we were waiting, Charlie and Chester decided to uh, get into their uh, semi-annual or annual uh, dog fight. <clears throat> oh, no. Yeah, they, they brawled quite a bit. And Kim was crying. She was worried that they were going to kill each other. And I'm like, because, you know, it seems vicious, but I'm like, Kim, if they were going to kill each other, they would already be dead. See how they're acting, how they're acting. And one had the other by the ear and there are no holes in his ears or anything. He was just trying to, you know, pacify the other dog. So there's a little bit of blood, but I got those two like, and they're not fully healed from their other little, no, the, no, not their it's, fight, no, but it's, their little no, escape, no, right? They're not, they're not. It's, you know, uh, so we didn't witness the escape. They're the dogs that will never they'll never they'll never heal up we didn't witness the escape it, the the vet said it did not look like a fight yeah but the what, what he was what chester grabbed on charlie it very well could have been just them fighting um, so well now you know almost a year later almost a whole year later god but the vet said don't worry about it if it's not too bad just um if 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 they need stitching or something bring them in but kim was so worried but after the last couple times i was like yeah they'll be fine and you know what they were licking each other off like five minutes later. <laughs> Hi, brother. Yeah. <laughs> Goofy dogs. Yeah. Goofy dogs. 
Well, I know while you were on your little adventure, I was actually in North Carolina where we could have seen each other. I'm my, I'm heartbroken over that, honestly. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, when, so when it looked like we were, are better. No, when it looked like we weren't going to go, I'm like, hey, at the very least, we can go to uh, Wendy's. Uh, Wendy's little get together going away. So yeah. that was that was super fun. I did miss you guys, um, but a lot of great people showed up, and it was it was really nice to actually get to say you know bye and see people and talk to people who I hadn't really got to even tell I was moving and stuff like that. So. It was it was really cool, but two two particular things Brian Kilby related occurred. Okay. So the first one was you gave me the biggest gift, and I I, I got to figure out where to put this big ass plush pig that you gave me because it's hilarious. But and it's pretty awesome. What did the card say? And it said, "Oh, I'm it. This is why it's so appropriate for this topic. So two things kind of lead into our topic. So, uh, it the card said, "Thank you for being a friend." Yeah. And it was epic and very golden girls i loved that part and then of course our topic this week is friendship or making friends Mm -hmm. so thank you for being a friend brian kilby uh but this was what i thought was super cute and i told you i wanted to tell you and then i didn't call you so i thought it would be neat to share um so you know how larry we played uh feedback from larry hey my buddy hey who listens to podcast so his wife and son, Adam, hey, so hi, Adam, um, were at the party. Oh, cool. And Adam is 11, and he listens to our podcast with his dad on the uh-huh. way to school. But he asked specifically if the guy I do the podcast with was going to be there because he wanted to meet you. Aww. And I was like, oh, Brian Kilby would just be so proud right now. So Adam, hey, wanted to meet you, and he was bummed you weren't there as well. But Hi, Adam. Said, but yes, definitely. He uh, he said, I really enjoy your podcast. He's such a grown up 11 year old. It's incredible. But I told him maybe one of the times I'm in North Carolina and we're scheduled, maybe we could have him on as a guest. Oh, that'd be great. So we may have to see how we could work it out because there's lots that I know young Adam can talk about. He's an interesting kid. So hi, Adam. Um, Brian Kilby will meet you one day. Like I promised, I, I promise we'll make it happen. That is so cool. I love that. I, I thought that was really cool. I was like, oh, Kilby, you're, you got a fan. Your fan base is growing, buddy. <laughs> um, so we'll, we'll find a way to find a topic and have, have Adam on. But hi to Adam and Larry. I'm sure they're listening this week. But on to the topic of the week, because there's a couple of reasons I suggested this, this particular topic. One, we were supposed to do challenges this month, and we kind of didn't get them handed over to each other at the beginning of the month. So. You know, stuff happens. It but uh, I believe what you were going to challenge me with was trying to make, since I moved to a new area and I don't know a lot of people, was trying to um, challenge me to make a new friend every week that wasn't at work. Every week. I don't remember that being part of it, but yes, that's exactly part of it. I think you were saying it was something because I, I remember that every week going, dang, what? how am I going to do that when I'm... I know I'm a workaholic and this was a very good challenge for me, but uh, since you didn't hand it over yet, I'm still going to uh, try to exercise that over the rest of the years, try to see other people outside of work. But um, so that on top of the fact that I had my little going away party and spent all the time with my friends and family that I now considered family in North Carolina, I thought the friendship topic was a good one for this week. So, particularly like making friends. So, 
did a little bit of my research, and uh, I have a uh, poem for the end that a friend of ours wrote that I'm going to read that's pretty good about making friends. Mark wrote a poem? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, but it, it was interesting. So as you think about making friends, uh, question for you. Do you think it's easier to make friends when you're younger or older? I don't think it matters. I, I guess I guess for me it's easier than it was when I was younger. Um, but I, I think that that's entirely just a Brian Kilby thing and not a general thing. I, mean, I like, agree. Kids can make friends like, hey, you're my friend. Let's go play. Yeah, I mean, so you bring up a really good topic like or like pose a good question which is when are people really your friends versus acquaintances right so um because i think if we were all being very honest we have a lot of acquaintances and maybe just a handful of or a, a segment of really good friends so i was doing my little research thinking about the topic trying to get back on track with my you know content here since i've been a little off of the last few so i found this quote by uh maya angelo that i thought was good and it says friends versus acquaintances there is a marked difference between acquaintances and friends most people really don't become friends or most people really don't become friends they become deep and serious acquaintances but in a friendship you get to know the spirit of another person and your values may coincide so I thought that was a pretty good, like, without saying, friend is X in the dictionary and acquaintance is X. I thought that was a pretty good quote from her about, if you surely look at, like, the people in your life and the friendships that you have, you probably have a lot more serious acquaintances versus maybe people who are your true, true friends. But I don't I th- know. I think that's arbitrary. I think yeah. I, I think uh, it's an arbitrary definition. Um, I, I wouldn't define a friend that way. Um, you, I, I was going to say, that's why I posed it. <laughs> like, I, like, I don't know. Like, I mean, I can, um, gosh, I, I wanted to say that like a friend is somebody I would take a bullet for, but if I saw somebody, I, if I saw a gunman, I would, you know, think, I would like to think that I would take a bullet for most anybody as long as I didn't dislike him. So, um, I don't really have a good definition for friendship. Okay. And I think it, like her that quote was very interesting because I think it is a perspective on what a friend is. And I think there's different versions of friendship for everybody. But um, I do agree with you. I think it's older. As you get older, it's easier to make friends. And I think it's because you have a little bit more the maturity of making the choice and having confidence in your decision of who you want to engage with as a friend versus not is probably, you know, just part of experience and wisdom you've gained, which is when you're a kid, depending on what kind of kid you are, you're just like, I just want to get along with people to make life easy. And if it's cool to call them a friend, I'll probably call them a friend, even though maybe they're not the genuine definition of a friend and things like that. So I do think it's easier to make friends as you get older, but I think it can be equally as daunting to think about having just, you know, go start a new base of friends and get to know people and all that stuff when you've maybe had an established group of friends. So, so. I, think, I think, so, oh man, this is a challenging topic. So one of the, <laughs> I one, know, this is why I love it. <laughs> one of the dearest people in my life for a time was my buddy Alex. Um, Alex and I were thick as thieves as somebody who only communicated over like AOL Instant Messenger could be like back in the late 90s. 
he and I talked all basically all day every day. We had a we had a lot of shared interests. We created a lot of content and stuff together. But there's a period of time, probably around 2001, where he just sort of disappeared, and I only had a couple of conversations with him over the course of the next 16 years. Mm-hmm. And only just recently has Alex sort of come back to um, the public life, I guess, is a way to put it. Um, he and he, he and I have been in communication. I actually saw him at that convention last week, which was awesome. It was the, the coolest thing. Mm-hmm. But Alex remembers me as somebody who was like, you know, 16, 17 years old with a ton of free time who could just sit around and chat all day. And I'm somebody who now who works until one o'clock in the morning every night and I don't chat. I don't really talk. I never talk on the phone and I never um, I just I just don't I just don't chit chat for the most part. So yep. I think that's sort of been a challenge to maintain that for me a little bit to maintain that friendship because I want to. Alex is a special person. He's super smart. Um, he's hilarious. And uh, he's just a great guy. But it's, it's kind of hard to just fall back into that same mode that we were in before. Because I am I am not only a, am I a different person than I was then, I've probably been a different person three or four different times. <laughs> between, oh, absolutely. Between now and then. So um, it, it's fun. I like it. I, I love I love the fact that I've reconnected with him and that uh, I finally got to meet him in person, which was which was amazing. That's hilarious. So you had a friendship, virtual friendship with him up until you you literally met him face to face for the first time in D.C. this weekend. In D.C. this weekend after knowing him for 20 years. Yeah, that's hilarious. Like, that's pretty that's pretty awesome. I mean, and a lot of my friends, who I, you know, first met digitally have become real life friends. Like uh, I've had friends who I went to, gone to their wedding. They've gone to my wedding when their kids were born. I went to go visit. I, you know, this earlier this year, like when we were talking about the dogs fighting, they tried to escape. That's because I was actually out and um, I had people watching them. But I was out in Tennessee at a like a, a retreat that we that they do every year or so. And um, but it, if Alex is the first person that it's taken me like 20 years to meet. That's funny. But I think that kind of leads to another like question of how people well, there's actually two points there. One is I truly believe that friendships, because you always used to say, man, you, you keep friends or, you know, you have a lot of friends. You maintain your, your friendships really well. And I do. I have friends from all over the place and I keep in touch with them. Um, and from like as far back as elementary school, second, third grade, stuff like that. But it's also one of those things where a couple of those friendships have evolved to where I was super, super tight with that person for quite some time. And then as we got older and our circumstances were different and everything else, they don't, we're still friendly and check on each other. But to say that we're truly friends and know as much as we once did about each other is probably not a fair comment. So I do think your friends stay and change and come in and out of your life based on each of your circumstances quite often. And sometimes you also find out that that person either doesn't evolve along with you and or they evolve into somebody who it's not that you don't like them, but your shared values, the things that you appreciate about them change so much that it's not that you don't care about them and everything else, but it's like, it's not really a friendship anymore or anything that, you know, good friendships you put time into, you put energy into, whether it's you talk every day or you send a text message every once in a while, or you talk once a year, right? It, it 
you know based on the friendship how it's going to work out. But you have to have some kind of level of effort put into it. And however you reach out to them or they reach out to you making time to at least just communicate in some way and, and stay connected and interested. And I think over time as you change in life and they, you know, some people get married, have kids, whatever their circumstances change that that's the real test of things is how long can you keep that friendship with all those changes going on? And you may even go through periods where you don't talk for years and then all of a sudden you connect again and everything's fine. Like I have a lot of those friends where maybe I'll talk once a year or once every, you know, couple years and it's like we pick up right like nothing happened um that never works out for me really yeah (laughs) but i'm not a digital person either like you i can't imagine conducting a digital friendship like i'm just not i i i can't anymore (laughs) even then but even then i wouldn't have been able to do that like you did that so uh, another friend of mine who i wanted to meet last week i've never met him in person um while he and I were acquaintances years ago, um, I got a friend request from him, or maybe I sent him one back when fa- back in like 2006 or 2007 on Facebook, in the early days of Facebook being public. And I don't remember, I don't know how I knew him at the time. We we connected after and figured it out, but for some reason, Facebook said that we were friends and we needed to connect together. And only through Facebook, pretty much, he and I have developed a pretty good friendship. Um, we, I think we, we have a lot of similar interests. We get along really well. And, uh, and that one is pretty much the only friendship that I can say that has really spawned digitally for me, like in the last 10 years. And digitally doesn't mean like through Skype or something, because there are people I, I do Skype with, like my friends yeah. on the podcast. Many yeah. of those folks I've only met in the last 10 years or so, but that there's more of a personal connection. But when it just comes to like text on a screen, yeah, like one person in like 10 years. That's yeah. See, that's your, that I just, I can't even imagine. I wouldn't be good at that. I'm not, I'm not. You were though, because <laughs> you have these friends that you've met digitally and they've become friends. Not that I couldn't do it. It, it just wouldn't be as comfortable to me. <laughs> it's very common. I hear these days for people to like follow other people on Twitter and become friends. Yeah. Because of like interests. And yeah. I, am I saying I don't have friends on Twitter? Absolutely not. But I'm saying I think most of them I knew before going in. Gotcha. You haven't made. Well, you. you maybe have met some new ones from your podcast yeah absolutely podcast. absolutely but they <laughs> but they like they listen to me we met in person and then it's yeah. only digital yeah that's true that's true so do you think brian kilby and i, I don't know what your answer is going to be to this um do you think your friends should be not think your friends should be would you rather have most of your friends to be similar than you or vastly different or a combination of the two Vastly what different. do you seek out? You like them be vastly different. So I do think, you think you accomplish that with your friendships you have now? Yes and no. Okay. So, um, in a, I think you're in a, in a lot of ways vastly different than I am. I think mm-hmm. that works out well. Mm-hmm. Um, I a lot of other people, like especially people that I know through work that I made friends through work, are I think vastly different. Mm-hmm. The people that I've become, like people that I've been friends with. So you mentioned people you knew like in in, in school and everything. If I had to, if I had to think about it, like the oldest friends that I have, I'm two of them I, I know from kindergarten. One of them I know from birth, basically. He was my next door neighbor growing up. Then the next couple 
uh, that I've had for the longest time are I, one from work and one from high school. And I have friends that, you know, people I went to high school with that are friends, but not people that I associate with on a, on a, on a routine basis, on a regular basis. Um, but in those, most of those are similar to me in a lot of yeah. ways. But I think that I was very sheltered growing up. I think I was very sheltered up into my early 20s. And I tended to only make friends who were similar to me and people who didn't challenge me in a um, belief standpoint or in what what my expectations of culture or I mean, I'll, I'll just put it out this way. Like growing up, I was super I, I had super religious parents who were super, super um, conservative, conservative. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know any gay people. Yeah, I, I didn't know it. I didn't have I didn't have any friends that were a different race than I was. Yeah. So they, most of my friends looked just like me. Uh, yeah. But since actually coming into the real world, I know people of all stripes and I have friends yep. of all stripes. And I think that's awesome. Yes. But that was not the case until I was at least in my mid 20s. That's the same. I mean, same for me. I, like, right. We're a product of our environment when we're children and the communities that we're growing, we grow up in and the the influences that we have at the time. So you hope, or I think most people would hope, and there's nothing wrong if you don't, but I think most people would be like, I want to broaden my perspective of the world. And I, like you, it's same until my early 20s. Like, I had friends of, um, you know, different races and stuff growing up, but to be exposed to anything, I mean, you talk about, you know, orientation or political views or any of that other kind of stuff and granted your capacity to have some of those conversations when you're young young is maybe limited depending on your household but you know i would say my friend like if you look at the friends i had then compared to the friends i have now like they're vast there's some that are still very similar to me and there's some that are vastly vastly different um come from different places that if you would have asked me in you know, my late teens, early twenties, if I would know somebody who was an opera singer who, you know, I met while I worked in Orlando, Florida for a summer, I would have said you were nuts out of your mind. There's no way. I don't think I know an opera singer, but like, and she, she does it professionally somewhat, but she, you know, she does other things and has lived in Italy and lived in New York city and done all that kind of stuff. I would have been like, you're nuts, but so grateful that, I was open to what other people are about and what they you learn from them. And it's funny because the common thread is that we just worked at the same place, which I think that goes to another topic of, you know, it's when you work, like you say, you work till one o'clock in the morning. Granted, you have your day job and then you have your podcast. Yeah. So you have those two two things going on. But it is when you spend so much time at work you know, hard to not develop some kind of friendships while you're at work. And then those carry on. Um, because I was thinking about it too, like at my party, the very first friend that I made in North Carolina, Rachel was there and it was, I met her because I started working at this company and we remained friends. So I always (laughs) think that it's interesting if anybody can say, I don't have one friend at work, not that you have to have a friend at work, but I, how do you, not somehow get a semi friendship when you spend at least eight hours a day. Um, I don't understand it either. (laughs) There are people who don't. Yeah. There's, I mean, there's, 
if you can just avoid people and not have to talk to them. And they do. They manage that. I can't imagine that. I, I just don't. Or you're just not friendly. So it's easy because nobody wants to be here. Well, I mean, I wasn't like necessarily the friendliest coming in to like uh, when, when you hired me, right? Um, I mean, my my definition of being friendly is always uh, equals to that person. So I don't have like a definition of friendly and then plaster that on my expectation of everybody. I try to intuitively read what I think. Some people have the, the same expectation for everybody. Yeah. And, and I'm I like, think for you, you I do. Yeah, you can't. And I think I always give people a chance. The one thing I the one thing I do, it's going to come out weird. So I try not to brand everybody else that I encounter with the definition of friendly that I expect from them. I hold myself accountable to the kind of friendly I am to everybody. And so I always put out the same kind of, I mean, as you get to know somebody, then it kind of changes. But I think I try my best. I'm not perfect at it. But, you know, anybody on our team, it was the same. I, I, presented myself to them the way I would want to be treated even and then I let them adjust to that and I think that kind of you know then I learned what was friendly for you and what was not <laughs> and there's some people that I would do it and then I'd just be like no they're not friendly they're just an angry grumpy person and you were never labeled that in my so, head <laughs> I think I think for me coming in especially I am very much a reserved person to begin with mm-hmm. but there is a very steep curve that occurs that it's almost like very not like not you know not very friendly to oh my god this guy just needs to shut up and stop yeah <laughs> yeah there's those that it's a little bit like okay please, i st- stop talking now <laughs> um but i do think that there's you know uh i I've, I've gotten better as i've gotten older um and maybe i'll revert back i don't know one day but i am always was labeled and people would probably laugh at that that know me now later in my life. I know my mom even laughs at it because she didn't believe it, but I was extremely shy and awkward. I felt always awkward and shy, but I was always nice if people spoke to me or whatever, but I was very, very shy even through college. And some of my like dearest friends, Farah and my friend Mickey will tell you when they first met me in college that they thought I was just a snot because I was so painfully shy and just reserved and wanted to keep to myself and I didn't want to be awkward or whatever. They just thought I was mean. Like they just thought I was a bee. <laughs> and they later learned that I was not. They learned that I was just kind of reserved and shy. But mine that was more out of me gauging whether I wanted to be friends than it was. It was about being shy, but also me. I like to feel people out still. I just do it in a different way than I did when I was younger. Um, I I probably, I probably more proactively pry, um, than where I used to just sit back, observe and make my call. I, now I may, you know, kind of dig in there myself and ask questions or do things I wouldn't have done when I was in my late teens, early twenties. So, um, but I also think my friendships are different because of that too. So I still often will have other people approach me than me approach people. Though I think that still remains the same, unless I'm in a leadership role, and that's yeah my responsibility, you know. So I know you're in a new job, and you've been there now for a couple, a few months, right? Uh huh. So I was contracting for about four, five. I've been there almost. I've been there six months ish. Wow, gosh, it's <laughs> hard to believe. Months. Yeah, five months, I guess. I'm on a new. I'm on a special project that has me out of the office for 
working on a on a team now for the past two weeks, and that'll go probably for six months or so. Mm-hmm. So, I'm, so I'm having to get used to a whole new group of people and um, having basically no interaction with the people that I work work with day in day out. So it's actually kind of nice. So I was in the office uh, Friday. And people that I never really thought would have been so excited to see me were super excited to see me. Yeah, which it's was, a good feeling. It was huh? really, it was, it was really, it was really nice actually. Um, yeah, just running into people who were super stoked that that I was there. I mean, there are people that you you, you would expect would, were were happy about it, but people that you know I didn't really think would care that much really did, and it just it actually warmed my heart. It was kind kind of yeah. nice. But being on the special project, I'm having to interact with people, and I'm having I have my normal slow uh, burn in of you know, filling people out, trying to, to get to know each other. And I, I had sort of a little moment on uh, Friday afternoon there um, before I went to the office. And uh, it was mostly around video games because okay. m- most of the people on the project are my age, roughly, um, or a little bit younger. And uh, But we had a nice little conversation about the Super Nintendo Classic Mini, which you may have seen in the news. Um, no. I, you have... You have <laughs> It's in the news. Okay, so I, I, I'd be I've been news unless it's about the weather or Vegas or maybe a handful of other things. I haven't been very news focused. So this Ninten- week. Nintendo released uh, a, a little miniature classic console, the Super Nintendo, which is Nintendo's uh, second console in the U.S. Um, and it, it, the first they did one for the original Nintendo back last year. It was super hard to come by. It, Cost a lot of money on the secondary market, made a lot of people angry. Well, this 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 one came out just like two weeks ago. Okay. And where I'm working actually is near a Best Buy. So I mentioned, okay. oh, hey, I'm going across the street to Best Buy to see if I can find this. And then the person I was talking to started talking about games. Then we had a nice little conversation, went for about 15 minutes. And as we walked out, we talked a little bit more about it. So that was that was a nice little, nice little conversation. So I'm hoping I can sort of broach. parlay that into yeah. other things. Yeah. Yeah. So, and a lot of the people in the room aren't necessarily people that I share a lot of um, share a lot of uh, interest in. Otherwise, but I like the people. So, even yeah. if it doesn't like generate into like a long-standing friendship, it's, it's, at least the interaction that I'll have when I'm working there with them will be, will be positive. positive. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's all you can ask for in any any engagement like that when you're on projects. Um, I do think it's it's funny though. I and I know this is probably cliche too, but it's true uh the older you get the world gets so much smaller like the place where i'm working now like i've found so many people that there's just like some common thread somewhere in our lives like either somewhere we've lived schools uh interests family members living somewhere that i once lived just stuff like that um you know, you really do start to learn there. A lot of people have more in common than they realize, even if it's just like a small nugget of, you know, like there's a guy who's from Oklahoma. So I was like, where are you at? You know, where are you from in Oklahoma? And then we talked about me going to school there. And another guy was like, oh, I heard you're from Colorado. I have family that moved out there. You know, I mean, just those kinds of things. Or I heard you're this kind of major and my sister's in school for that, you know, just stuff like that. And then that just starts to create other conversations. But, um, you know, I think it's, it's interesting how that simple conversation can either turn into a longstanding friendship or just a good acquaintance that somebody who you could still talk to have interest in meeting up with once in a while. 
um, just to stay in touch or learn about a if you have a shared topic and you want you know they're a resource for that. I think that's really really awesome. But I am excited to meet people outside of the office. Um, How are you going to do that? I don't know. There's so I di- I pulled up this other little thing and it didn't really help me, um, but I thought they were good points because I just googled. Okay, shocker. Um, <laughs> I just googled how to make friends <laughs> on Google because I wanted to see what randomness comes up and there's all sorts of randomness. But the one of the very first things is this article that pops up from the Huffington Post by Margaret Manning, and it just gives you and this is particularly targeted for people over 50. So I was like, well, I'm not quite there yet. I got a little time on that number, but hey, let's just read and see what it says. So uh, I went with the first article that popped up. And so here's the four things that she says to do to make friends when you're an adult. It's basically start by getting to know yourself, meaning if you're just going to do what everybody else wants you to do, or you don't know who you are, then you're probably not going to make actual friends. Um, develop your physical and emotional resource, meaning if you're not healthy, like emotionally, physically, or in a place to receive like friendship or meet people or enjoy that, then you probably shouldn't look for friends. <laughs> it's basically how I interpreted it. That, you know, honestly, that is a... It's true, It's though. true. I hate... Oh God, I hate to put it that way. It's so true, though. But like, I have, I have, how many times do you just want to be home by yourself and I don't want to meet anybody because I'm tired, I'm mentally exhausted whatever it's going on. And you're just like, I don't want to be around people. Like, so you got to be in a good place, right? So I have, I can imagine telling somebody who is in a funk to go out and make friends. But at the same time, I have friends that I know or people that I know. I'm going to say acquaintances, acquaintances, Uh like on Facebook who just talk about how terrible their life is. And I don't want to say, Hey, go out and make friends because I know that the relationships they build with somebody would be not on a positive note. Would not, would, if they actually connected, it would be because it would be to commiserate. And nobody in a good mood is going to want to hang out with that person. Yeah, I know that's terrible to true. say, but it's honest. But it's true. That's, I mean, true. So I thought even though Get develop your physical and emotional resources was an interesting, it's so true. Because I'm like, yeah, when I'm tired or I'm not feeling well or I'm just drained, I, I don't need to be making friends that day. Um, the third was chase your passion, not people. So I thought that was a very interesting take on words because, you know, I think even kind of to our conversation earlier, like when you're younger, depending on what kind of person you are and in your environment, a lot of people chase people that they think they need to be their friends or they think oh, yeah, they want absolutely. their life. Right. So you chase the person. You don't chase the thing about them that you share in common or that you're passionate about or whatever. So I did like chase your passion, not your people. That, that doesn't even make sense to me. What? To like, not to chase people? Yeah. Like I can't think, oh, let me think of this person. Oh, I want this person to be my friend. I've never thought that. But think about how many people do and even how media sensationalizes that kind of theory. Right. It's about who, you know. Not what you know. That yeah, to me that's that almost, kind of thing. That's like how somebody says, "Oh, well, I have a crush on this person. I want them to, you know, I want them to be my girlfriend or my boyfriend or whatever." I know. Like I, like, I can understand. I can understand that, but I can't understand. I really want this person to be my friend because that just seems <laughs> weird. <laughs> I could see people saying, "Oh, I'd like to get to know them, and I'd like them to oh, be that, my that's, friend," that's, yeah. but 
but to the point of where you're obsessing and it's just not, it's really like, there's so many ways to take that conversation, but her short of it is basically if you chase the things that you're interested in, then you will find lasting. Like you said, you said it before, right? All the things you have in common digitally, you connected with people and those are now your friends and you have that common passion for whatever it is. I'm Okay. I'm going to put this out there and this yeah. will be heard by the person who I'm talking about and that's A-OK. Okay. <laughs> so I got a chance to hang out at Joe and Heather's house Okay, yeah. a, a few months ago yeah. and I, we had a great time. And uh, it was like, like oh, after it's like, oh, I really like Joe. I really like Heather. I already already liked Heather, but I really like Joe. And I'm like, how do I keep this? Like, how do I keep this going without making it weird? <laughs> so you know, we went out and had dinner. We watched we watched a movie. But now it's kind of like, um, you know, Heather's coming over and doing the podcast. And I'm like, hey, Joe can come over and do the podcast too if he wants to. Yeah. But like, um, you know, it's I think it's it's sort of more natural and organic. But it's like that's the first time in my adult life. It's like, oh, I like this person. How do I how do I maintain like any kind of you know contact relationship with this person without being weird? Yeah. See, hey guys, you had a <laughs> hi, Joe and Heather. Yeah, but in the past, it's like it, you know, like especially I had opportunities around work and stuff to see somebody. Mm-hmm. So it was sort of more natural, like, hey, uh, you know, we've worked fourteen hours today. Do you want to go? Uh, you want to go hang out, get dinner or something? Yeah. Um, so, yep. but that's like, yeah, that that was that for me. That was a that was sort of a a, a weird little adult thing. It's like, oh, I, I like this. I like these people. How do I? How do I? You know see these people because there's not like a natural place because i don't work with either of them anymore yeah so that's i mean that's kind of like goes to your point of where do you um and then it's so you know what her number four bullet is you're such a good way to parlay into number four buddy uh invite people in that's the point that's number four invite people into your life so you have to find you just gotta throw it out there and you know invite those people in that you think you want to hang out with. And I used to do the same thing. Like I had all the friends that I made while we were at work, but then I did the pet sitting thing and they were people who were clients. But then eventually it's like, Hey, do you want to come over for, we're having a little gathering. You want to just come hang out, you know, or like my friend, Jill, who she was the spin instructor at the gym. And then it was just one day we're like, Hey, do you, you know, she's like, do you want to just, you know, go meet up for a run, not at the gym, you know, and it's, it, you just got to make those things happen. So invite them in. Good job, Brian Kilby. You're all right. Why aren't you, you do. Why don't you have friends, Brian? <laughs> That's not true. You have a lot of friends. <laughs> you have a lot of friends. You know, I, yeah, I, I, I do. It, it surprises me sometimes, but <laughs> is I, I get all the time. How do you know all these people? I don't know. You're a likable guy. You talk to folks. You, I do. You, you know, that's you give. And I think that's the thing. I think I'll find. So how uh, in making new friends in my new world, um, I'll have to work on that. But how about you? You give me uh, you give me suggestions where you think I should meet these new friends of mine in Nashville outside of the work environment. So I would try to find organizations that you can be a part of. Mm-hmm. Like if there's something that you find yourself wanting to volunteer time for stuff like that's cool. If there's a professional organization, stuff like that's cool. If, you know, um, like I, like thinking I, I haven't, I'm, I'm not taking my own advice, but I got plenty of friends. I live here. Um, <laughs> but I did, so like there's a, a club that I'm a m- member of and that wasn't very active in the old community, 
but I actually, it's very active in the Charlotte area. And I actually thought about, um, you know, looking for get togethers and stuff for that. <laughs> Haven't found myself needing to, but if I ever, you know, if I ever lost a friend or two, <laughs> needed to fill a hole. I would, uh, I would totally do that. Yeah, I would totally That's, do that. I do admire this. So this is good advice because you, I admire the fact that you like you go to these conferences, right? And yeah. like you love going to these things. I am not like I admire that about you. Those things make me uncomfortable. Oh, I'm not a I, good I conference it. like event person like I, that. I am thinking about going to. I'm probably actually. I just need to go ahead and get my ticket for Podcast Movement, which is like one of, if not the biggest podcast conference in America. That's what you're saying last time. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, that's time in, for that. Yeah, uh, it's like in June or July in Philadelphia. So I, I really want to go to that. Ah, very cool. Um, okay, so where are, where else should I meet people, Brian? Um, so like people meet. I would. Gosh. So especially it, knowing me, <laughs> yeah, knowing you, it's it's an so it's it's one of those things where you have to put yourself out there. Yeah, is there an is there something? Um, okay, so I've never done an escape room. Okay, but, but we were looking to do an escape room recently. Um, when we were on a trip for as a get together, I didn't realize that they can just put people together. That oh, um, like oh, like random groups of people. Yeah, like you you, you buy a slot into a room. It okay. wasn't like you just have everybody who is in your room who everybody in your group is just the people in the room other people can come in as well something like that that's a collaborative um, exercise that might be something fun to do and it might be you know a good chance of um, a good chance to just sort of uh, flex different mental muscles than you than you may do now yeah, we know how great I am at games and stuff like that anyway. So as long as they don't need to be impressed by my abilities to escape the room, I might make a friend. <laughs> yeah, but I, volunteer opportunities are always a, always a good thing. So because um, yeah. especially where you have other people who volunteer, like we did the soup kitchen down here la- year mm-hmm. before last, whenever it was. Mm-hmm. Um, we got to, we got to interact with a lot of people. That was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. That's the first thing I've thought about is um, since I'm not pet sitting anymore. Um, probably trying to get involved with some of the the animal charities around here so hopefully be able to do that come november this this month will be super busy so i'll have to challenge myself there's and there's like there's so much in the city to do so i'll probably have to just get get creative and and yeah like you said just put yourself out there boo (laughs) it's a matter of putting yourself out there i happen to be i I happen to be pretty good at that I yeah I, I mean I guess I am I don't. You're think better about it. at it than me. If we're being honest, you're you're a lot better at it than me. <laughs> that that's surprising. <laughs> um. So I was thinking recently. Uh, gosh, I forgot where it was. Oh, I was looking to move to um Mexico five or six mm-hmm. years ago. It didn't happen. So I would have potentially had to employ that. And who knows? Uh, I may move again at some point in the future. Um, I like where I live. I love where I live actually. But um. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those things that, you know, who knows? So I may have to employ these things in the future. Fortunately, I know people in a lot of different areas. So if I move move somewhere, I, I would try to move somewhere where I at least know a handful of people. Yeah, there's there are two people here that I know from um from a previous work life. And so they moved here a couple of years ago. So one of them I'm going to connect back with her and um we were you know, we weren't I would say we were acquaintances on the verge of friendship when she uh when she moved away. So um, I'm excited to get some time with her. And the interesting thing here is I think another potential way I might meet people, and this will be interesting to see if it happens. 
So there's a ton of conferences in Nashville, right? So I already have had one friend visit or go have dinner with him because he was in for a conference. And mm-hmm. then I have other friends coming this week who are going to be at a conference. So we're going to go to dinner. So it'll be interesting to see if I'm out for dinner or something, an activity with a friend who's visiting for a conference and somehow meet somebody from here through that. Like, you know, that whole six degrees of separation. It won't be work necessarily, but, you know. I mean, I'm certain that could work. How about this? So uh, um, what about church? A lot of people meet people at church. Yes. And I just started like... I've gone to the same one a couple of times now here. So, and it's, uh, it's actually got a school attached with it. So, um, I did think about that as well. So doing volunteer stuff there and, and doing all that kind of stuff. So, you know, I'll keep you, I'll keep you posted on the, the friend making progress as the months go by. <laughs> yeah. That'll be awesome. Um, what other points about making friends do you have to, so I think when it comes to making friendships, and this is all the Brian Kilby school of thought. <laughs> uh, deep thinking from Brian Kilby. Yeah, no, that's not true. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not a deep thinker. Um, I think generally speaking, um, go ahead and put yourself out there. Friendships don't have to last forever. I'm not, I'm not saying they have to end. Friendships can just sort of fizzle away. Yeah. I mean, there are people that, and it's not a negative thing. It's not a negative that's, thing. It just happens. Yeah. I think we just as humans feel like it's a negative thing, but it doesn't necessarily a negative thing. I don't, I mean, so it, it, and they can always be rekindled. It's not like, I mean, if a friendship can't have an ending that can be terminated at a certain point where somebody becomes an enemy or something, but like a a friendship doesn't necessarily end end, but they can fade away. It's okay. Um, you don't have to like, you don't have to be friends with people who are just like you. In fact, it's probably best if you're not. Correct. Um, I would look for people that I would look for friends that challenge you in, in, in ways that make you a better person. Yes, that's for sure. Like, yeah. Uh, and I always think that that's the, the thing I like so much. And especially in my adulthood is the people that are very different than me. Um, but that's the best kind of friendship to me are the ones where you can completely be on like opposite ends of the spectrum about a topic and you can have even some like, real deep debates he did even debates about it but then walk away and just be like but i still love you you know <laughs> yeah absolutely so i think that's like true true friendship where you are completely okay being who you are having your opinion and knowing it's probably gonna get them fired up or cause a conversation but it doesn't change the the relationship in in any way i will so. say this 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 may just be me editorializing i've never tried to do this but i would not if you are entering a friendship because you want it to become something more than a friendship, like say, like we've seen in a million movies, oh, yeah. like a guy befriends a girl because he's in love with a girl. Yeah. Don't do that because it's just, it just, <laughs> it's going to make it terrible for you and awkward for her or him or however. Either way, it's a, it's a bad idea. If you can't just be friends with them, just don't <laughs> don't yeah. go down the path thinking you can yeah i don't Good advice, I, especially yeah. for young listeners yeah i don't i don't have other than watching a lot of movies and having young relatives i don't have a lot of experience with that but i just can't see that i just know a lot of people who say well why am i in the friend zone because you're their friend and no more and that's okay it's like you know <laughs> accept that and go move nobody on. <laughs> owes you anything be lucky that you're a friend um <laughs> So that's 
Exactly right. So uh, our friend Allison wrote a poem. She was on this challenge this week, which was a digital, like a social media cleanse. Mm-hmm. She's been doing these this really cool uh, activity with another one of her friends. And so part of their weekly challenge was to go on a digital cleanse or a social media cleanse. So she was like, what can I do? I can't watch TV. I can't do anything. So she likes oh, she's to not write. Like, she's not like uh, dropping friends on Facebook. No, she didn't get on Facebook or Instagram or anything like that. But she was like, okay, how am I going to fill my time? Because, right, I'm going to, like, couldn't even listen to the radio. Like, this oh is, my like, God. legit Radio's digital plan other than your te- other than texting and stuff. So for communication purposes. So she would she would be like, "Hey, give me a topic to think about to write about to occupy my time and I I'll type it up in an email or I'll do something about it just because she's like, I can't I can't look at anything. I can't watch TV." So, I told her we were having this little topic of making friends as our as our podcast this week. So this was a poem that she wrote and says, the key to making friends is the title. The key to making friends is to be friendly. Just smile, say hello. It's simply that easy. Whether you grant it right away or make them earn it, the key to keeping friends is to be trustworthy. You will fight and disagree. It won't always be merry. The key to long lasting friends is pure loyalty. Whether they are lifelong or just for a while, the key to friendships is making memories. You will laugh and you will cry. Emotions will arise. The key to enjoying friends is to love them unconditionally. Whether you like this, or whether you like the same things or are nothing alike, the key to learning your friends is to embrace diversity. You will break up and get back together or call it quits altogether. The key to a lifelong friend is the moments you spend with each other. Whether you're young and they are old, the key to growing friendships is knowing there's wisdom at every age. You will carry burdens and do what you can. The key to truly helping friends is just knowing that you're there and being present. The key to making friends is to be friendly. Just smile. Say hello. It's simply that easy. I love that. Isn't that pretty dang good? I'm going to send her a text to let her know that I love that. You, Yeah, I thought it was very honest. And it's literally everything about friendships that we just talked about. Yeah. So we need to Allison, have her on the show. We've been talking about that forever. That was my next question. When are we going to have her on? Because we got to pick a good topic because, you know, it's going to be entertaining. I wonder if she's free this week. You should ask her or next weekend. Are we doing this next weekend? Can we, you want to <laughs> record during the week? Uh, if we do, it would have to probably, uh, I can't this week. It's too crazy. I just thought about maybe Wednesday, but probably not. Okay. So we'll figure it out. Yeah. We'll figure something out. But anyways, I thought this was a very interesting topic for us to discuss since I didn't get to do my challenge, but I will work on this and give you updates from time to time on my making friends in music city. I love it. Awesome. Thanks, Brian. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Wendy. We'll see you later. This was How Was Your Weekend with Wendy and Brian. Please subscribe at our website, how was slash your weekend. That's H-O-W-W dot A-S slash your weekend. Please leave a review and tell a friend.